This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo, good afternoon, man. Good afternoon to you too, sir. I, I, I'm trying to put a little extra like... I noticed that. off on the JD. I know you're getting like you're trying to you know let people pretend like they're on their morning commute and they're really uh, annoying uh, you know radio announcers on like their um, you know favorite pop station or something. Yeah, look, I mean, like let's let's uh, let's turn the clock back a little bit here. That's what we used to we used to be a morning show. We did. We first started. We did. Yeah, back back before I uh, you know eventually won uh, the time schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the battle for the time schedule uh the 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 the, uh, the the war ending uh missile of we get to drink really uh that that was uh, <laughs> that's right <laughs> that was that was the bomb that landed on on that one in, in your favor for sure that is true uh, man yeah no I, I appreciate your enthusiasm Bo. it's good we uh you know as as pipe smokers right now who are not able to go to our favorite tobacconists and and hang out with our pipe clubs and and friends uh you know we need to double down on our uh, online enthusiasm and so you are uh, you're bringing that in spades I oh, big time. Hey, can I, this, I'm like, can I share something with you real quick? Of course. It's just you and me, man. All right, cool. So, you know, I, th- I think I mentioned <laughs> this, but at our church, we, we switched to doing the live stream as, as many churches have. Yeah. Uh, and you know, because I'm a podcaster, I get tapped for this, right? Even though podcast production and like live broadcast singing are two completely separate, different things. <laughs> uh, they both have, you know, they both have some of the same buttons. That's true. Uh, but it's been it's been an adjustment getting used to it. But on top of that, we are, as again, many churches likely are dealing with a plethora of various um, technical equipment from various eras of the church. You, you understand yeah. what I'm saying here? I mean, like, yeah. You got microphones that they bought like 10 years ago. They got some mics they bought maybe two years ago. They got the soundboard that they got somewhere in between. And you got, you know, everything's kind of all over the place. And it's great because our, our worship leader, and I apologize for those unfamiliar with kind of church politics, you're about to kind of get a little window here. And uh, I swear, <laughs> I swear somehow I'll turn it back to pipe tobacco, but uh, our, our worship leader has been campaigning our elders to get more money to upgrade our our system. And they keep on saying, no, well, now that we're in this situation, right. they're coming into the church, you know, to, to kind of, you know, lead, lead the church. We're also kind of searching for a senior pastor. That's a whole thing. Anyway, they're having to come in and use the terrible equipment for the first time. And when I tell you, man, they are some of the most soft-spoken elders. I am back behind the camera, like waving my arms, flailing around like crazy, trying to get them to project. <laughs> speak up, speak up. It ends up being the best thing because after it's all said and done, they're like, do I really have to yell into this? I was like, yeah, until you approve the budget for new equipment. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, your, that had nothing to do poor with wor- Your poor worship leader is like, uh, you know, please let us replace our, uh, you know, 1994 right. VTech computer that runs this whole thing or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, dude, I, I get it. It's uh, it, it, it makes for some interesting challenges. So, well, that's good. I'm glad you... Uh, I, I'm I'm glad you're you're doing that. It, it's a, a good friend of mine, Brad, who um, used to work. Um, oh yeah, in uh, you know this particular work environment, but he was kind of uh, doing their website and stuff. Mm. He was just known around the office as the printer guy. You know, like he's the printer guy, <laughs> right. and like it's just so terrible. It's like, no, you're the podcast guy. Well, obviously you can do this, uh, you know, recording stuff. Well, you know, Brad, you're you're the guy that uh, you know makes us millions of dollars through our website. So you're the printer guy. Come fix my printer. <laughs> right, right. You get you get stuck in the tech. You get to be the pipe guy. That's the great thing. It's like you get all the dumb the questions. But I mean, like it's 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 uh it's all pipe related stuff. So it, it's less frequent than <laughs> uh, say back when I was working in the cell phone industry. Everybody and their grandmother came up to me all the time no matter where i was to ask me questions about their cell phone yep uh and honestly you know what i, I you know maybe one day we'll have a situation like that where you can't go out the door where, where somebody's like john david man i got a, i got a pipe question for you right here and now man <laughs> and so, <laughs> but hey i'm glad the podcast guy and the pipe guy can come together uh, uh that's this right week because 
we got a uh, we got a fun show ahead of us here today. We also have a fun show next week. So we've been mentioning it for the last several weeks, but we've got our pipe culture episode coming up next week where we're going to be talking about the smoking chair. This is your last chance to get in those thoughts about the smoking chair. So, um, you know, for for just kind of a quick overview, again, we are looking for kind of the thoughts that come to mind. If you think about a smoking chair, if maybe you have a smoking chair, if you've got some memories associated with smoking chairs, um, share us your thoughts and send those in at show at countrysquireradio.com. We'll be reading those a little bit on the show. And for those that this is your first episode of Country Squire Radio, and that doesn't make any sense whatsoever, I would implore you over the next couple of days to go back and check out some of our pipe culture episodes of the past uh, to kind of get a uh, a sense of what these kind of episodes are. Honestly, yeah, you know, I, I joke about how the Pirate series is my favorite series. When it comes down to it, man, actually, the pipe culture series truly is my favorite series of the yeah. show. Because yeah. like it really is a chance for the community to come together uh, to kind of come up with, you know, kind of a, a shared uh, a shared lexicon, a shared like like bibliography, uh, you know, almost a, yeah, a sociological like study, if you will, of, of uh-huh. the community as a whole. And it's very listener driven. So really excited for that. Again, uh, show at countrysquireradio.com. Put either pipe culture or smoking chair in the title. And that way I'll be able to find your uh, your thoughts very, very quickly. Uh, of course, man, before we can jump into it, we got to give a special thanks to our club members and patrons who are helping make this show happen, especially during these difficult times over at patreon.com slash country radio. Yeah, that's right, man. It, it, we have very difficult times, obviously, with the uh, advent of the coronavirus and COVID-19 um, and lots of uncertainty. And man, you guys have continued to step up to uh, support our radio uh, show, our podcast uh, in the middle of that. And it's frankly uh, remarkable. Uh, Bo and I are very, uh, very honored by that, very humbled and um, are just are just so thankful to, um, you know, be a small part of the way that our pipe community is sticking together in these difficult uh, times, this, um, you know, uncertain season. So um, thank you so much. All the people at patreon.com slash country squire radio uh, who are contributing to, to make this show happen, uh, even in the midst of this. We're we're sincerely grateful. Now, man, I am excited for this week's episode because, uh, you know, <laughs> you're just excited about bringing out an accent. That's all you're excited. No, about. I, I, let's not tip the bean can here. I'm just saying this is, you know, every single episode of Country Squire Radio is an exciting time, especially when uh, those of us get to sit under the tutelage of none other than John David Cole himself, uh, learning about various <laughs> pipe tobaccos or blends or what have you. Uh, you know, and, you know, we've talked about this before when it kind of comes to the community. Uh, you know, you're, you're kind of more of a, a tobacco guy and more of a pipe guy in terms of, you know, what, what really draws us in and, and, and speaks to us with obviously some uh, bleed over. It's impossible not to, to, to love both. But yeah. I will say that this is this is one of those pipe centric episodes where we get to take a look at uh, a specific pipe, a specific type of pipe. You know, I, I feel like I should uh, perhaps apologize before we even jump into this or before I tell you what we're talking to Boots today uh, and let you know <laughs> that, uh, you know, hey, a, this is going to be a, a, uh, a wonderful um, you know what? From A to Z, we're going to be talking about this particular type of pipe. Uh, so Monty up, pour yourself some maple sugar and <laughs> maple syrup, <laughs> maple syrup. Get your red maple leaves out and poutine. poutine you left that out. Get the poutine and the every other. That's that's all I know. I, I you know I've never been to Canada. I really do want to go to Canada. I've got a good friend who's Canadian. I give her a hard time about that all the time. Not that I should, because Canada is amazing from what I've heard. Again, I've never been. We're talking about the Canadian pipe. I'm sorry. Yes, we're, we're talking about talking the Canadian, about the Canadian pipe. pipe. I know. Get it out. Get it out. <laughs> no, that's right, man. It says the says the guy from you know Mississippi making fun of Canadians um, in Texas. No, it, yes, it's it, right. Who lives in Who lives in Texas? Uh, you know, it, it, we are. We're talking today about the Canadian pipe shape, and um, you know, it's funny. We we have discussed so many times about how these pipe shape episodes are wildly popular and for uh for your humble host or co-host um it's one of the more difficult uh you know series to do uh because you know i have to sit here and describe a an object that we you know if if, since we're not you know videoing this we're uh you know i have to describe an object so that you can visualize it in your mind and um but for some reason you guys uh love these episodes and they're um seem to be beneficial and so um man we, we we like to talk about pipe shapes because they're so iconic and um, you know, your, your favorite pipes are, uh, such a part of the fabric of your smoking experience. And, um, man, Canadian pipe shapes, these are, th- this is the shape that, um, 
you know, obviously has a lot of, uh, you know, a, a special place in a lot of smokers, uh, you know, smoking cabinets and, and uh, you know, collections. And so, uh, yeah, we wanted to talk about it. And yeah. So I'm just going to go ahead and start off by saying my assumption here is that a Canadian pipe is what American pipes wear on their head. <laughs> is that correct? Is that, that is that part of how that works? I, I, I I, I think there not, is a variant right. of that. Yeah. The, 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 the American pipe, right? <laughs> okay. All right. By the way, Deadpool, Canadian, Wolverine, Canadian. So, you know, Canadian, awesome. I just want to, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to be, I don't want to just like punch, punch up without also no, giving some praise. No, that's up. Great. I mean, you know, that's it's, great. it's, it's course, all good. It's uh, all Canadian pipes Canada. are uh, incredibly handsome and incredibly, uh, you know, iconic and, um, you know, highly collectible and, and they're just, uh, just beautiful pieces. So we're, we're happy to talk about them today. Um, Canadians, you know, these are, uh, you know, if I did have trouble describing a pipe shape, right, this would not be one of them thank the lord because <laughs> a lot mm. of these uh, mm. a lot of these episodes is kind of hard to uh, <laughs> hard to describe but um you know with canadian pipes it, it, it's kind of easy you've got a, a normal uh sized bowl uh maybe you know uh anywhere from an inch to uh you know an inch and a half two inches tall um it, to a uh, long shank and a short stem now let, let's talk about the components of the pipe the bowl uh is the uh you know the portion you're putting tobacco in uh it's just kind of a normal size not any uh, larger or smaller necessarily than any other pipe uh the the shank portion is the the wooden portion between the bowl and the and the rubber or acrylic or lucite stem um you know that that's sticking out from the bowl and so uh, you know with a with a canadian size style pipe you've got a normal size bowl an extra long shank that wooden part that connects the stem and the bowl is going to be extra long uh and then that short little stem uh you know either made of uh vulcanite or uh you know acrylic or um you know lucite whatever the material is so um you know it, typically that's kind of it it's just a a very a uh, very simple shape it's incredibly elegant and it's just uh, you know kind of kind of easy to identify uh, the 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 shank is is the real key portion here that separates a Canadian from so many of its cousins um, and the the shank typically is at least twice the length of the height of the bowl so if you're looking at the bowl on a Canadian uh, it, it is a um, you know and then turn it sideways the shank is going to be about you know, twice that length uh, of, of the height of that bowl there. So uh, just to give you some dimensions. Yeah. Um, right. You know, huh. if you take a quick look at a Canadian pipe, you would be, uh, you know, you'd be easily forgiven to think, oh, that's a billiard, right? Um yeah. Yeah. Billiard pipes, you know, I mean, you've got the really? uh, cylindrical okay. bowl. They're, you know, incredibly popular. There's just a, a, you know, very simple cylindrical bowl. Uh, the bowl height uh, on a billiard is equal to the shank length, um, you know, and so you've got, you know, if you turned it sideways, it'd be about the same as the length of the shank. What, you know, the, the major difference here, of course, on Canadians is huh, that they okay. extended that shank. So you've got, uh, instead of a longer piece of uh, you know, stem, your briar is actually longer uh, on there, which is, you know, which is kind of um, kind of fascinating. So, you know, wh why would you modify the billiard? You know, if, if you if you're starting with the billiard pipe and that's kind of the the grandfather of this family tree of pipes that, uh, you know, branch into Canadians, um, you know, why would you modify the billiard? How would you improve upon that? And so, um, you know, a couple couple things the Canadians developed. Uh, there, the the Canadian pipe was developed, uh, you know, to make the you know the shank, uh, and and to make the overall pipe longer, right? Anytime you have a longer uh, pipe, you typically uh, will have a little bit cooler of a smoke, uh, just you know by virtue of you know giving the smoke opportunity to cool down before it gets to your mouth. But then also because the stem is shorter compared to the amount of briar on the shank. The, the with the Canadian pipe, the smoke has much more contact with briar than it does the stem material. Well, why is that important? Um, it, it's important because typically, um, you know, that is going to help cool the smoke down. Uh, if you've got, you know, briar is incredibly absorbent. And anytime you uh, absorb moisture out of uh, pipe smoke, uh, it's going to make it drier, uh, which is also going to make it cooler. So those things kind of go hand in hand. Um, you know, so you've got uh, the longer pipe, which helps with the, the heat, but then also the contact of the smoke with the briar itself, uh, which is which is lessening the moisture and therefore making it a, a drier, cooler smoke. So, yeah, just kind of interesting. Yep. 
billiard style bowl, uh, as you know, can be uh, you know small or large. Uh, as long as the proportions are right, um, you know, it, if you're thinking about a Canadian, um, you know, again, you've got that just a normal size bowl, but then a very long, uh, you know, wooden shank that's coming out of the side of it. So, yeah, the the pipe, you know, it has this billiard style bowl, just a cylindrical, um, you know, bowl doesn't have to be a, a, you know, any kind of crazy size. But the, the even if it's a normal size bowl, let's say, a, a you know, bowl with a diameter of, um, you know, an inch or, or however long it is, it can have a, a very long shank. You know, it can go at least two inches out uh, if it's an inch tall, but it can also, you know, even go longer than that. You know, as long as the proportions are right, uh, it can really be any size. It was interesting. You know, we think of Canadians as longer pipes, but uh, recently in the shop, I had a, a Costello uh, that was probably a group two size bowl. It was probably uh, you know, maybe three quarter inch uh, drill there in the in the bowl and the the you know meat around the meat of the wood around the chamber was uh, kind of thin and that bowl was or that pipe altogether even though it was a Canadian was probably only five and a half inches long. So um, just because it's a Canadian pipe doesn't mean it necessarily has to be a super long pipe. It's all about the proportions, right? Is the is the bowl um, you know half as high as the length of the shank, if that makes sense. So. Um, you know, or or less. That's kind of the idea. You know, again, why would you design a pipe like this? You know, pipes, again, with longer stems generally cool the smoke down. Uh, and most Canadians are longer, even though they don't necessarily have to be, like I mentioned before, if the proportions are right. But, you know, typically with these type of pipes, you're looking for a longer pipe. They The smoke, again, has more contact with the briar, meaning the briar is absorbing more of the moisture. Uh, it's making it a cooler smoke uh, because it's drier, uh, which is a you know really desirable thing obviously for for pipe smokers you know I think the one of the enduring uh, you know attractions of a Canadian pipe uh, is the overall length can approach that of a church warden pipe right but it doesn't necessarily have to be as uh, quite as ostentatious you know you can smoke a Canadian and it's still maybe a little more subtle um, you know if you're smoking a church church warden you're like man that guy's that guy's smoking a church warden you know it's kind of <laughs> yeah I mean like one one has more of a dapper feel the other has a little bit more of a I mean I don't necessarily mean this in a negative way, but more of a nerdy feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, there's something there. It's like, a, uh, you know, he's smoking a church warden pipe. So he's really, uh, I don't know, maybe trying to make an extra statement compared to uh, <laughs> something else. We always talk about, you know, when you smoke your pipe, you're making a statement. And so, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, the Canadians are, they can have that length, a generous length. I've seen Canadians as, you know, long as eight, nine inches long, uh, but they don't have that necessarily, um, you know, uh, kind of garish, uh, you know, look to this. It. Just more subtle, which is uh, uh, kind of nice. It gives you the opportunity to have that longer uh, pipe, a cooler smoke, uh, you know, but not not quite as flashy. And, and then one of the one of the things that you know folks don't realize about Canadian pipes is that it's a really awesome. Uh, canvas for the pipe carver. And so, you, you know, when if you're thinking about uh, the quality of grain and, and the quality of, you know, the, uh, the briar that goes into making an artisan pipe, you know, larger Canadians are especially prized when they feature incredible grain. Because think about the dimensions of the block of briar that it had to take in order to get that pipe out of it. Does that make sense? Like you, you can yeah. you can have a billiard that comes out of a you can have a pretty good sized billiard that comes out of a relatively small block of briar compared to a Canadian, which because the shank is so incredibly long, it requires that much more uh, really really high quality briar. And so um, you know if you see an artisan uh, you know Canadian uh, that has exquisite grain, um, that that is you know pretty close to finding that unit. Corn, right. I mean, it's it's kind of amazing, particularly, um, you know, we we see some of the finest versions of this or, you know, when a pipe carver can get that uh, cross grain ribbon that runs along the top, uh, the mm -hmm. top of the shank, top of the bowl, uh, you know, front of the bowl. 
hole and then uh, along the entire bottom of the uh, the bowl and shank there that ribbon of cross grain and then it'll have a lot of times the uh, you know the the flanks on the sides of the pipe are just covered in uh, you know tight bird's eye like that man if you find that in a Canadian that that's a pipe that you want in your collection you may not be able to afford it <laughs> but <laughs> but that is a pipe you want in your collection and it shows um, you know not just the talent of the carver but the uh, the uniqueness the rarity of that block of briar that that particular block of briar was quite uh, quite unique and so um, you know if you if you find that that is uh, that is something um, you know but yeah, again that that block of briar that re- you know is required to make a really high quality Canadian um, is just hard to find and uh, you know at that size and those dimensions so yeah I mean it's the I mean you need a rectangle versus a square <laughs> right yeah like I almost kind of wonder I mean this might be a better question for like a pipe carver specifically but like in that scenario do you actually start working on the shank more so than the bowl because if you you know spend all this time getting the bowl right and then you get to the end of the shank it's rotten you know what i mean like yeah i wonder what is the process for actually determining I don't if this is the right briar for this pipe. I don't know. That's a great question, Bo. It you know, it'd be one thing if you're if you are cranking out a billiard and it's like, um, well, the briar is still good. Let's keep going. Maybe we can uh, get the stem longer. Or I, I guess you would look at it like, well, okay, I, I've got the um I've got the bowl done. I'm working on the shank, but then you get to the very end of the shank and it's not as nice down there as you thought it'd be. Okay, well, instead of a Canadian, mm-hmm. now I'm making a billiard, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of interesting. kind of interesting. Um I, you know, I feel so conflicted about this style too, because on the one hand, like I said, yeah. it does kind of uh, come across as very dapper. Um, and yeah. you know, I, I, I can be, I can be a dapper, dapper fellow from time to time. Uh, <laughs> what, why, why the laugh? No, I can, I can be dapper. Uh, it, it does. There is something though about it. Like I remember in like the early days, like, so my first pipe is a billiard and I love the billiard pipe. Yeah. And it almost seemed like it was the right like balance of between a Canadian something like a Canadian and something that's going to be you know much smaller like a you know nose warmer or such. Like I really mm-hmm. wanted something that was going to have uh, that that good kind of balanced weight to it. And so every single time I see the Canadian though, like on the one hand, you I, I do appreciate the fact that so much more of the pipe is briar as opposed to what can be kind of that off putting like vulcanite, especially if you're kind of coming in to pick up your first pipe and you have that Lord of the Rings-esque background where it's like, well, the whole thing's not made of wood. What's going on? Right, right. Why would I do that? (laughs) Exactly. So there is like, I feel like it does kind of meet people from that standpoint. But I don't know. I, I go back and forth, to be totally honest, thinking that this is both dapper as well as tacky and i don't know why that is like just something about it just feels a little off to me yeah that, that's that might just be me i don't know yeah i mean i, I think that's why they make chocolate and vanilla <laughs> it's why accurate it's yes. why uh you know some people prefer a, a bent pipe and a straight pipe it's it's mostly just personal preference but yeah i mean i i think you're right i understand my first my actual first um, no, I'm sorry. My second pipe I ever bought was a. Uh, I'm holding it right here in my hand. It's a. Um, it's a Benton pipe uh, that I got from a, a tobacco shop in the mall uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, a long time ago. But anyway, it just a real simple Canadian. You know, not any particularly uh, nice grain or anything, but just kind of a nice uh, chunky bowl, uh, a light finish, and that uh, ebonite stem. Uh, you know, that now has a whole lot of teeth marks on it, <laughs> and I think. Uh, you know, it's something about, um, you know, that that pipe, just like you said, with all that uh, all that beautiful wood on there that was, um, you know, even though it's not particularly nice grain when you're a newer pipe smoker, you're like, man, just look at that that nice piece of wood and uh, paired with that, you know, classy stem. That's a that's a good looking pipe. And so, you know, it was, as a newer pipe smoker, one of my uh, first pipes there and, um, you know, and, and and, you know, has has been a been a good smoker for for several years. But um, yeah, you know, it's a shape that I personally, you know, didn't have many of until uh, more recently. You know, I've kind of discovered my my love and um, you know appreciation for these pipes. Let's talk about the the shape and kind of you know the functionality. Are there are there any downsides to Canadians? Well, uh, C- Canadians are always. 
um, you know, they're they're generally generally longer pipes, uh, and they're always you know straight pipes, and so you know because of that, they typically are a little harder to clench. Canadians are uh, because of their uh, length uh, and because they're always straight. Uh, you know, they're a little harder to clench. Um, you know, if you're you know holding mm-hmm. your pipe in your teeth rather than by your hand. Mm-hmm. So most folks that are uh, smoking Canadians are gonna um, you know typically hold them in their in their hand. Uh, they'll palm their pipe while they're smoking it. Also, more briar on the shank uh, means that the pipe may be prone to snapping more often. Now, so you know, you, if you keep your pipe in your pocket or um, you know, or, you know, kind of rough on your pipe or something like that, um, you've got more briar there. Um, which you know, it, again, we're talking about a piece of wood, and so you know, when you're uh, smoking it, it gets hot. Uh, you're you know, it, if you're rough on it at all during that time, um, you know, it can it can break, and so. So, you know, because of that, it, it's a lot easier to repair a stem than it is to repair the wood itself, right? Um, you know, I, I right. have I have seen, uh, you know, Canadians that have been repaired, um, but it's always kind of goofy looking. You know, they'll put like a like a band or, a, you know, maybe a metal band in the middle of the uh, a, a very long um you know, briar shank there, or I have seen some Canadians become billiards because they've been broken. And so, um, oh, wow. you know, huh. and, and that's, that's one, uh, one way to do it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's always easier to fix the, uh, the stem material, um, you know, than, uh, than the other. So, so, well, you know, why are these pipes called Canadians? Um, I, no one knows. And, and, you know, if you, if, if <laughs> No, no one knows. And, uh, you know, it, uh, seriously, if you go, you should just search like and c- see some of the crazy, wild, ridiculous guesses of why these pipes are called Canadian style pipes. Um, th- there are so many interesting takes on this. But, I, you know, it, it's all, um, you know, uh, lore, really, uh, you know, po- po- probably, uh, you know, typically how this kind of thing starts is, uh, you, you know, the shape gets associated maybe with someone who was from Canada or. Uh, you know, you're in uh, maybe Great Britain and you meet a Canadian and he's smoking a pipe that looks like that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, um, who knows? I mean, it's just um, it's it's kind of interesting. You know, we find ourselves in the middle of this um, the pandemic that we're in right now. And a lot of folks have referenced the Spanish flu of 1918. Well, you think Spanish flu? Well, obviously that originated in Spain, right? Well, well, no, it didn't. It, you know, Spain was just the first uh, country that people were hearing about it from because all the other countries were in the middle of World War One and were trying to hide the fact that their entire countries were sick. And so, you know, there got this be this connotation with that particular sickness and in Spain. And so, you know, therefore, we call it the Spanish flu. And so poor Spain gets stuck with that, you know. But, um, you know, it, it's the same kind of thing. Well, you know, uh, Canadian, there was probably a Canadian smoking this pipe at some point and uh, maybe, a you know, influential pipe uh, person uh, referred to it like that. And so it just, um, you know, wound up that way and so um you know at least it is a beautiful shape that, <laughs> that canada gets stuck with so um, wow b- yeah b- really i can just nice. see like a uh like a like a danish pipe smoker visiting canada the first person they see happens to find this one and it was like it, it was a it was a basket pipe at the time like they were trying to go for billiard but for whatever reason like it was their first time pipe they got the measurements all wrong <laughs> and so this guy like spends two bucks getting it and he smokes it then, then this notorious danish pipe smoker gets off the boat sees this guy smoking this pipe he's like aha this is what the canadians are, are smoking and then he gets right back on the ship and tells everybody else doesn't go anywhere else in canada <laughs> <laughs> why not why not all canadians <laughs> smoke this right <laughs> exactly no that's right. funny well one thing we have not mentioned yet about Canadian style pipes and it is really uh, it it it's funny that I have waited till this late in the, uh, you know, conversation to mention it, um, because it is a very important part of the Canadian shape. But we talk about the bowl height. We talk about the shank length. We talk about, you know, a long shank, regular size bowl, uh, short stem. Uh, the stem is always tapered on a Canadian style pipe. It's a tapered style stem rather than the saddle bit, um, which a taper just kind of, you know, gradually goes from the wider port part uh, where it meets the wood down to the small part of the button. But the, the the iconic one of the iconic pieces of the Canadian, of course, is the oval shank. The, the shank, if you look at it from hmm. a cross section, is always on a Canadian oval. Um, why did that develop? I don't know. But boy, it's really nice in your hand <laughs> is really, wow. uh, really a nice feature. Is that true? 
both internally and externally? Uh, no, just in just externally. Yeah, I mean the, okay, the internal right, um, yeah. internal um, uh, you know mechanics of the pipe, the drilling, and all that is going to be similar to any other pipe. But um, but yeah, that outside briar is always going to be oval, and I, I don't know you know again how that developed, but um, that oval feature on the uh, stem is just um, just it, to me very attractive. You know, a lot of times too, what they'll do because that stem is a wide oval like that, uh, it'll it'll have a little meteor profile and so it, that pipe uh, oftentimes is able to sit easier it'll sit up and down because it's got a wider surface area to sit on uh, which is kind of nice huh. you'll see that a lot of times with uh, you know Canadian style pipes but um, but that oval shank is really uh, really a key feature and, and is really attractive so we talk about the you know Canadian uh, pipe kind of descending from the billiard you know you've got this uh, longer shank uh, pipe you know the billiard is a round shank but the oval has that, or the, the Canadian has that oval shank and the tapered stem. We've got some offshoots of this, right, that uh, we've mentioned before mm. on the show that, you know, the Canadian pipe family tree uh, here, the, um, the, the, the similar pipe uh, to a Canadian uh, that instead of the uh, tapered stem is called a Liverpool, uh, or I'm, I'm sorry, instead of the oval, Liverpool. oval shank is called the Liverpool. It's the exact same pipe, uh, but instead of the oval, it has a round. Uh, a round shank there, uh, and so we call that that variant. Now, now, can I ask you a question, John David? Can I ask you a question about the Liverpool pipe? You you can. <laughs> I've got a question about it. Is that was was it smoked by the Beatles back in the day? Uh, it 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 may have been, although I doubt they smoked uh, tobacco in it. <laughs> well, they might have been smoking something, thinking that maybe one day they might even be considered greater than the Dave Matthews Band. Uh, right? Yeah. Oh no, that's an old one, an old one, but a good one, just uh, like the Liverpool an pipe. Old, an old one, but a good one. That is right. <laughs> See, we offended people from Canada and from Liverpool. And I'm on fire today. No, you're, you're nailing it, dude. You're nailing it. You know, so you've got the uh, Canadian style pipe uh, with, that has that oval shank, the Liverpool that has the round shank. Um, and then and then you've got, the you know, other variants as well, like the Lumberman has this oval shank, but then a saddle bit stem, uh, you know, and so Don't give me that. I can't work with that. I lumberman? know, man. That's, uh, that's the thing. It's like a, a lumberman. <laughs> what do you do with that? Uh, one of my favorite no accent. I'm wearing, I'm wearing that shirt right now. I'm wearing the brawny shirt, but no, I can't bro- do that. <laughs> Holding you know. your paper towels. Right. Um, yeah. you know, it, yeah. One of my, uh, really uh, beautiful pipes in my collection. It's a, uh, Sheraton actually that the Texas pipe clubs, uh, gifted me when I got married. It's a very, uh, special pipe to me. I, I remember when I received it, in the mail, but um, but it's a lumberman. It's a Sheraton that has that uh, beautiful oval shank. The proportions are just uh, perfect, uh, but it's got that you know kind of signature Sheraton step down stem, which is just very uh, very attractive. So, um, and, and then of course the uh, you know the um, the cousin to the lumberman is the Levat. We've talked about the Levat before, and um, mm-hmm. it has a uh, you know a, a, that general billiard style uh, bowl. Uh, you know the the shank tends to be a little longer uh kind of like the you know the canadian or the liverpool um but it's going to be round with a little saddle stem a lot of a lot of liverpools you'll see maybe are a little shorter they're not quite as long as a canadian but um or i'm sorry the lavats but uh lavats very popular shape very uh very stylish shape i've got a dunhill that's a lavat and it's uh it's very attractive so but anyway, that's the that's the Canadian. That is the Canadian uh, family tree, and it's a it's a beautiful pipe. It's an elegant pipe. It's one that uh, cools the smoke down, and uh, you know it tends to be on average more of a substantial pipe. But uh, you know, without making uh, too much of a statement, so maybe for someone that wants that uh, that longer pipe, but uh, you know doesn't want to be on the cover of the magazine. <laughs> okay, well there you go. I mean, very Canadian, very Canadian. Oh, Look, yeah. when it comes down to it, yeah. <laughs> Let, 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 let's be honest, man. The reason why Americans make fun of Canadians is because we love y'all. Uh, we're, we're jealous half the time and, and we just, we just want to hug you the rest of the time. You know, we love, we love, we love our Canadian brothers up there. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no, man. Cause we do. We absolutely love our Canadian brothers and sisters up there. Just like we love our good friends down here at Missouri Meerschaum. Man, that is right. That is right. Of course, uh, the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum are a big part of making this show happen every week. And, uh, man, we, you know, we find ourselves in interesting times. Uh, you know, Missouri Meerschaum, these are, uh, corn cob pipes made in the heart of Missouri, uh, but they also are in often 
times are uh, are handmade pipes. You know, these are pipes that are made uh, by real artisans, real Americans that are, uh, you know, going in every day and uh, crafting these pipes and finishing them or creating them 100% by hand. And um, man, just a just a real uh, a gem of a company here. Because of that, uh, Missouri Meersham has decided uh, during these interesting times to, uh, you know, close its factory just for a while uh, so we can get through this uh, COVID-19 crisis together. So, um, so their factory is closed. Corncobpipe.com is temporarily closed um, it, for the safety of their own employees and uh, to shelter in place. But man, there are uh, man, so many great Missouri Meerschaum pipes that are out there and you can buy them from uh, any online retailer that is still uh, still shipping and is still open. Think about pipes that um, you've come to know and love over the years, the country gentleman. The Legend, the Washington, the Morgan, uh, you know, we've just got a great, uh, a great, uh, you know, opportunity to revisit uh, pipe shapes from Missouri Meersham that they've been cranking out for a, for a long time that are house favorites. So uh, the Pony Express, I, I've, I've uh, been drawn to that one recently, but um, man, just good, good pipes, good tobacco, and uh, look forward to them coming back uh, very, very soon. And we are just so grateful for what they do uh, for the pipe community, but also, also for the U.S. So um, um, anyway, Missouri Meersham, uh, check them out. And if you're smoking one of their pipes, take a photo and tweet it to us. We'd love to tweet that back out. Absolutely. It's a great way to thank the good friends at Missouri Meersham for sponsoring this show. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pipe Question of the Week. Pipe Question of the Week coming in from Chief. This is what Chief has to say this week. He says, uh, your recent episode and just the world at large has me assessing my methods of acquiring estate pipes. Uh, I love bargaining hunting, but find that my cleaning habits of new pipes has been minimal at best. Going forward, <laughs> I want to make sure I'm being smarter about such things. I was wondering, what is the appropriate way to clean slash sanitize an estate pipe? Is it different than cleaning method for... Uh, the cleaning method that one might do for a new pipe. Thanks in advance. And again, that is chief. Yeah, estate pipes, you know, a lot of times you'll find these with, um, you know, heavy cake buildup or uh, lots of teeth chatter and, you know, you don't know necessarily what was smoked in there or, you know, how long ago it was smoked in there and that kind of thing. So if you do buy them, you want to uh, make sure you scrub these things down really good. Um, uh, you know, uh, any kind of high grade alcohol uh, can be used. The pipe sweetener that's out there is uh, is handy because it's got a nice alcohol percentage, but also uh, has that, um, you know, little minty flavor. Uh, in there. Uh, a lot of folks use Everclear, which is handy because it has a high alcohol content, but um, but no flavor. You can get it at your um, uh, you know local package store and uh, and and bring that, and then uh, use it for your uh, your favorite cocktail. Uh, you know, if you're trying to. Um, you know, <laughs> get the job done. <laughs> Everclear is pretty, pretty potent. But um, yeah, you know, it just scrub that pipe out really, really good. Of course, before you do that, you'll want to ream it uh, if there's any excess cake buildup. Um, but the important thing with this is make sure you focus, uh, you know, on the shank and the um, the stem of the pipe, both inside and out, um, you know, where you've gotten uh, those teeth marks and, uh, you know, folks have intimately used that pipe over the years. If you're the next owner of it, uh, you just want to make sure that it's scrubbed really well. So uh, any type of high grade alcohol, though, that's what is going to, um, you know, make sure we kill all those little little microbes in there and uh, and make sure it's uh, it's clean for your you know smoking enjoyment going forward. So I would take uh, take time to do that. I would take time to do that, uh, you know, very thoroughly uh, before you smoke an estate pipe. Again, ream the inside of the pipe. 
uh, real good. Get that cake uh, down to an even layer um, and then, um, you know, scrub the inside of the bowl, the shank and the stem uh, with some type of alcohol based solution and then uh, and the outside of the stem as well. So um, you can go further, you know, if you want to uh, polish the pipe, make it uh, not just sanitized, but also pretty, uh, you know, polish the stem, mm-hmm. try to sand the teeth chatter down on the um, the end of the stem there a little bit. Some people even use just a uh, like an emery board or, um, you know, you don't necessarily have to go get sandpaper to do that. But um, and then, uh, you know, buff the buff the pipe, make it a make it shiny and pretty, put a little carnauba wax on it. Um, so uh, anyway, just some just some options there. But um, but yeah, I, I think that's a that's a good way to go. You want to give those estate pipes a little extra love before you put your mouth on them. Yeah. You know what? I, I got to tell you, I had not thought about this until this question, but like, so for new pipes, I think historically I, I kind of give them a, like a quick, like the stems, a quick rinse off, but that that's about the, about the most of it. Have I been doing that wrong? <laughs> it's funny. I, you for, know, I, for I new think, pipes, not estate pipes. Yeah. With the new pipe, man, I, I, maybe this is super naive of me. It probably is, but I just put that joker in my mouth. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably, uh, I probably at least ought to wipe it on the end of my shirt, you know? <laughs> see, but, see, this is, we're going to be the start of the new virus. It's yeah. going to be like the pipe virus. Or something yeah, I know. Right. Sure. I know. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's, man. uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, you may be some, onto something there. So, um, yeah, yeah. But that, you know, at least, uh, at least wipe it with the end of your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that's the Mississippi guarantee. Mm-hmm. All right, well, hey, there's the pipe question from Chief. If you've got a pipe question of the week for us, send it in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that is show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Quick Fire with the Squire. Quick Fire question. Ow! Ow! All right, here we go, man. We've got some Quick Fire questions. This is the Red Meat Edition. Ooh, okay. Even though... The, the show notes said read meat. Don't know why I'm pointing that out. That's a typo. It's the red meat <laughs> edition. All right. Are you ready, sir? Yep. Flank steak or a T-bone? T-bone. Give me that T-bone. Really? It looks okay. so good. Okay. Yeah. And it's so, it, it's like when, if you ever were going to draw a steak, like draw a picture of a steak, like in a cartoon or something, it's a T-bone. You know, you want a T-bone. Okay. Okay, no, I mean, I get that. I get the classic style of the T-bone for sure. I got to tell you, the flank steak. Um, what's that? What's that restaurant that's like right down the street from your house? Uh, the Manship. The Manship. The Manship was the first time I ever had a flank steak like done right. Yeah, and it totally changed my tune. So okay. If, if it's like a well done, not like like cooked well done, but I mean, like if it is a well prepared. Uh, a flank steak with that kind of that butcher's cut type of, um, mm. you know, cooks to perfection. I, I'm going to go with the flank steak. Okay. And from Manship at lunch because they gouge the prices in the night. <laughs> uh, next, <laughs> next up, ribeye or New York strip? New York strip. I love uh, just the like the meat to fat content on a New York strip is so mm-hmm. tasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's a center cut, the New York strip, uh, otherwise ribeye. Yeah. Uh, porterhouse or tomahawk? I've never heard of a tomahawk, but I'm going to pick porterhouse in this case because, it, you know, that way, if you if you need it to double as a as a boat anchor or a, uh, you know, a, maybe a, something to weigh your tent down with or, you know, like a doorstop, uh, then you have that as well. Right. Porterhouse. Okay. Just, it, it, an entire cross section of a cow. Like, I'm, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, next time I'm getting uh, getting a, a steak, like like I'm going to spend some money on a steak. It'll be for it'll be for a porterhouse. That being said, I've never had a tomahawk, but you need to Google this right now. Google tomahawk okay. steak. We're doing this right okay. now because this is, right. you need to be aware of this. This is essentially a ribeye steak, a nice thick cut of ribeye where they left the actual full rib on. So it looks like something out of the Flintstones. Oh, okay. That look thing. at that thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, no, that's fun. I, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> it, th- there is certainly a place for that in my uh, steak adventures. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Like that's still I, I need to I gotta I gotta try that at some point. Um but yeah, Porterhouse. Uh, and then finally filet mignon or uh, sirloin. Uh filet. Uh you know, filet's so tender. Um, you know, it's mm. got the right amount of uh, marbling and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. F- filet uh, over sirloin sirloin, uh, you know, ten times out of ten. 
Absolutely. hundred percent. Well, there you go. There's our red meat uh, for quick fire <laughs> questions. Uh, have y'all, I, I'm curious, I'm going to put this out here. Has anybody ever either uh, grilled a tomahawk steak or had one? I'd love to hear y'all's opinions. Is it that much better than a ribeye or is it really more for the presentation? Uh, and if you haven't, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. Cause it looks, un, I mean, it looks unbelievable. It's a tomahawk steak. Is that the, is that the church warden of steaks? Is that, is that what I that is? So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That is exactly what I, that is. I think is. a tomahawk is a, is a church, is the church warden of steaks. Prove me wrong. I yeah. tell you what, man, if you were sitting back grilling, grilling a tomahawk, smoking a church warden, you were making all kinds of statements. And, uh, that, man, you could almost, well, you know what? I'm even going to go there because we said we'd never go there again but yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh yeah uh-huh i get yeah. it i'm tracking yeah. yep. <laughs> <laughs> well there you go hey if you got some quick fire questions send them in show at countrysquireradio.com again that is show at countrysquireradio.com your thoughts your comments listener feedback Listen to feedback coming in from Jay Hayes. Jay says some thoughts on re- oh these are coming uh, these are some uh, thoughts on rehydrating pipe tobacco. Now this was a discussion that we had a couple episodes back. We yeah. actually got a few uh, few comments on this that uh, filled up the inbox. And this uh, this one's coming up from Jay. He says uh, the oils and organic molecules that make tobacco tasty don't evaporate as easily as water. "Quote unquote dry tobacco that's been kept in a pouch too long or a baggie can still then have a lot of flavor left inside. If you pinch some of the tobacco in your fingers and it crumbles to dust, then toss it. But if the ribbons stay intact, even if the clump doesn't hold together, there's enough moisture to smoke it as is. The trick is to pack carefully, probably a little tighter than normal, and smoke it slowly. Don't puff. Just let the smoke find its way through the stem with a gentle, uh, with the gentlest of sips. You'll be surprised at just how flavorful that quote-unquote dry tobacco can be. If you absolutely insist on adding moisture, I rigged up an easy hydrator that works beautifully. I cut a block from a new sponge that my wife intended to be used for washing dishes, the synthetic kind with tiny pores. I glued the block to the underside of a mason jar lid. If I want to add moisture to some tobacco, I add it loosely to the jar and dampen the sponge, wringing out all of the excess water. Then all I need to do is close the jar and wait. Just make sure the sponge isn't touching the tobacco. I found that potatoes or apples work well, but dramatically increase the odds of winding up with moldy tobacco, unless we're talking about aromatics. Then you have to use a pink sponge. <laughs> Jay Hayes. Man, don't don't be hating on the aromatics. Come on, man. Jay, Such great feedback. Such great feedback. That's hilarious. Until the end there. Man, Jay oh, hating on the uh That's hilarious. The no, Jay, Jay's a good friend and uh man, long time um man, not just listener of the show, but also uh, you know, supporter of our of our shop. And uh that, Absolutely. that, that is that is hilarious. I, I love that. Yeah, the the sponge uh, you know, it's, you know, stick it on the bottom of your mason jar lid, poke it down there, uh, make sure it's wrung out. Don't uh, let it touch the tobacco. And if you're using uh, if you're if you're doing aromatic tobaccos, then use a pink sponge. Uh, man, that that's yeah, that's that's vintage. Jay. Thanks, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I think man, some good, well, uh, you know, even scientific help adv- advice there. I mean, you've got the idea that those uh, the moisture, the water can evaporate. But a lot of times those. Uh, those oils that give the tobacco its real flavor are still there. And so, um, you know, you can uh, smoke that tobacco again. It, you know, it, you don't necessarily have to rehydrate it, like he says. Uh, just, you know, smoke it real slowly. He says don't puff or, you know, just puff very slowly. Let that uh, those little sips of uh, smoke kind of find their way up through the uh, stem to your mouth. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's one of the ways that you can do it. Yeah, I think it's great. Absolutely. Great feedback, Jay. Thanks so much for that. Man, we also got one in from Bill. What did Bill have to say? Bill says, JD and Bo, the lawn mowing season has started early this year, which is a bummer. However, it also means I can get caught up on Country Squire radio episodes. <laughs> I enjoy putting on the headphones while doing this weekly chore, and nothing helps pass the time better than CSR, uh, since it is my habit to sit on my bench and smoke my pipe after I put all the lawn equipment back in the shed. Today, I was listening to the recent 101 episode. Good stuff. I really like the advice on keeping it simple and basic. 
I struggled with this when I was first starting to smoke a pipe. I am the kind of guy that likes to go with quality equipment or whatever I am purchasing. I have always believed in buy once, cry once. <laughs> That's funny. Um, however, sometimes uh, that can come back to bite you. I have had the experience where if I spend a lot on something like a hobby, I am struggling with it. Uh, I find that if I put out a lot of cash, the struggle can lead to discouragement faster because I want to get the most out of my purchase right away. Uh, that is an interesting comment. Um, so your advice is spot on with pipe smoking. There are many ways to enjoy your pipe smoking experience without spending much money at all. Thanks for great a great weekly podcast that is always very interesting. And that is from our friend, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, absolutely, Bill. Thanks so much for that. And, um, man, we, uh, you know, I want to, I want to kind of sneak this in here as well, uh, before we, before we've kind of officially signed out, I was, um, uh, as we were recording, I, I had our, uh, our Squire Lounge up on Facebook, uh, pulled up and I saw Christopher Deer was, uh, and, and not, not just him, but a, a bunch of folks on, on the, uh, Squire Lounge have been posting pictures of working from home with their pipes or, you know, yeah. uh, getting the, the Sunday service at home from their pipes with their pipes on their porch and, just kind of enjoying the outdoors, uh, lawn mowing <laughs> and, <laughs> and everything that comes between. And I was thinking, man, it is, I mean, like, you know, taking advantage of, of just being able to kind of kick back a little bit and enjoy work in a more relaxed setting, uh, perhaps with your pipe yeah. out on your back patio, man, that's, a. Uh, you know, it, it, it's finding kind of the, the beauty and the joy and the relaxation and the little little moments like that that um, I don't know. I've, I've, I've just, I wanted to give Christopher a shout out because I saw that that uh, picture and it really I found it very encouraging <laughs> personally. Yeah, no, that's great. It, it um, we tis the season. We're uh, we're thankful, though, for um, for our community, man. Yeah, absolutely. And hey, keep that feedback coming. We love getting those in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com is the email address. You can also uh, send us your thoughts on Facebook or as well as Twitter. You can follow us throughout the week. I'm at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. All that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. And if you so happen to be in Canada, like many of y'all are, um, I am so very sorry. I apologize right now. Thank you for sticking into the end. I'm guessing that y'all all tuned up by now anyway, but I, I really, <laughs> we, we got nothing but love for the Canadian pipe community. We have a, a lot of Canadian listeners, great. man. We do. We actually have quite a few Canadian listeners. And so big time, um, man, yeah. if, if you're still with us now, we're very grateful and we love, uh, we love your <laughs> pipe shape. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Hey man, let's go have a day. See you brother. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.